1: and my only friends, which includes my boy
0: Guapito!
2: There he is. What's flopping, Guaps. Getting ready for the series and debating on how many tournaments I'm gonna play. I mean, what is that? What do you think? I mean, I think it's time to not be a nit and over, start firing. Over on
3: five tournaments? I was gonna set the over under at four,
1: four think, and a half. I
2: think four is a good line. Yeah. Uh, all right, all
1: right. Well, we know how many tournaments you guys are playing. Burke.
0: I'm not playing this year. <laughs> i didn't but, get i didn't yeah. get any action i'm, not, I'm out You're what do out? you mean
1: i thought I, I thought people gave you action
0: no two people dm me both of which were lynn's friends both of them suggested they were in for 35 to 1 crickets
3: it's funny because at this exact moment you in your mind you might be like telling the truth like, you're, you're, like,
0: serious? <laughs> I'm playing the 25K6 Max. But that's it. Look, but that's... Oh, that's look, I'm one, say this. I'm for this, sure playing the 25K6 yeah, Max. Here's gonna the thing. Up.
3: You're going to play that 10K win tournament. What the fuck does that have to do with the bracelet? Play... No, he said how many events you playing.
0: That's not an event. That's a win event. Sounds like an event. That's not, event. <laughs> not the same thing. <laughs> not the World Series. Here's what's going to happen. No one's going to take me up on my bracelet offer, and I'm going to win the 25K6 Max. And then I'm never gonna get a fucking bracelet. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, is the 25k so bad,
3: do- or is that so
0: bad? <laughs> Meanwhile, the 25k doesn't even count. So what should happen is a bunch of people take me up on the offer. I win the 25k six max. I'm now too rich to care about playing the rest of the World Series, <laughs> right. and they get free money. Mm-hmm. But come on, come on, but- this is the play. Why, why
3: does the 25k dunk not count?
0: 10k's and below. Oh, 10k's is bigger below. fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, bigger fields. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I would, take, I would negotiate the odds. I mean, I think 35 to 1 is very fair. Um, I think everybody who's talking single digits is completely drunk. But, uh, you know, there's some wiggle room there. Like, uh, you know, hit me up. Maybe, uh, maybe 33 and a half to 1 is fair. I don't know. I'll, I'll negotiate a little bit, you know. <laughs> We've got this used car on the lot trying to, yeah, trying is, to ship it off. I'll you give you guys really, a little you, discount.
3: You really want the action, don't you? You yeah. want a, you want a reason to play. That yeah, it is. Want I want a reason, reason. to play.
0: Yeah, I the also money in the have,
3: bracelet and the notoriety and there isn't that much that, money. No, I mean there's money. What do you mean there's not
1: that it's, much? Money? It's, he's it's, having so much fun at Bellagio. No, like, it's
0: not even that. It's, it. The tournaments are not tournaments are not that lucrative, man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you're not playing high rollers, your ROIs are not very big. You know, you're gonna play what fifty. One Ks this summer? No, obviously not, but Conrad might. (laughs) What? Uh, so he plays fifty one Ks this summer, you know, and his ROI is like call it thirty-five percent. That's pretty fucking good. That's a bad summer for me. That is a bad summer. (gasps) That's a bad well I mean, yeah. Yeah, if I win 17-5, bad summer. Right. Well,
3: it's because it doesn't yeah, it doesn't translate, right? Because you go from playing super high, I mean you play high stakes cash. And then you play mid stakes
0: no tournaments. of course but
3: like so e- it doesn't, even, doesn't translate
0: yeah yeah of course i, I agree with that but even yeah. even even you know. uh even if were playing 10ks your roi is your roi is going to be lower like say i somehow got good at tournaments which i'm <laughs> currently not uh, stop
3: saying that aren't we running a tournament academy <laughs> i'm not Hunt is
0: hunts what? the one who's very good I, I, I would put hunt in all the events that i have the opportunity yeah. to play uh, he he belongs in 10k's and above for sure. He's good enough. But if say I got good and I have like a 15% ROI on 10k's and above, like still not a lot. It's a lot of fucking variants. Mm-hmm. Tournaments are hard, man. Tournaments are the dream. They're not easy. I'll tell you that. Much. You know what? You know what he sounds like?
3: He sounds like someone who's on a pretty big upswing in uh, the the cash world. That's what he, <laughs> he
1: sounds life, man.
2: Man. He's
3: He's like.
1: A you know?
3: then, <laughs> no, I think it's right, because that's how it is It's like, you go on a huge like downswing in cash And then you like, bink a couple tournament scores You're like, I love tournaments Who that's the fuck
0: binks a couple tournament scores? Jeremy Becker? Yes, yes Like nobody, the nobody table right now Nobody Georgie, wins man. a bunch of fucking tournaments, man That's just not the way it goes Unless you're playing small high rollers Or the daily at the fucking win Yeah, people, I gotta tell people you People
3: have big scores People bink scores you know? I gotta that's tell what you happens. One of my not favorite things that's happened
1: much. in the last there couple is. months was following Georgie on Instagram.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why were you telling me that Georgie's run was different than than Becker's? Were they not just all win dailies? No, no. no, no. no. He
1: won the, the 3,500 win in December for 300 or something like that, mm. or a big number. He won hit, the hit. He won 1,100 that I final tabled at the Venetian mm-hmm. for 80. He won the 600, that next tournament, mm-hmm. 600 at Venetian for like, 42 or See, 50. that's they a all, sun
0: run. Right. That, the, his, you his, want to know what his take home is going to be at the end of the year? 100,000. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, Man, he, he played. He's yeah. going to play yeah, a lot of fucking everything. buy-ins. Yeah, yeah. He,
1: fought, he was in Florida. Yeah. You, yeah, K, yeah, yeah. You
0: know? you're, you're a mid-stakes grinder. You play a million-dollar worth of buy-ins, and you hope to have a 30% ROI. That's a great fucking year. That is a great year. But that's an impossible year to get a million dollars worth of volume in and maintain a 30% ROI. Not, not impossible, but, like, you know. Yeah there's gonna be a lot of years where you don't do that
3: right that's Uh, why me as a recreational player i i can i you know just just play what i want and then try to hit. (laughs) listen
0: this is what tournaments are meant for they are the low barrier of entry to get people interested in the game and sink the fucking hooks in you know it's it's our version of slot machines like oh look a fixed cost You might even be able to brush elbows with dean eggs (laughs) maybe sean Dean sprinting between your table and the Badoogie deuce to seven triple draw
3: it's it's also it's also like a lot of people it's it's it could be very hard to win a hundred thousand dollars in in cash like you have to put a lot of whatever you have to do right where you can just like put up a thousand dollars five hundred dollars and have a six figure score
0: big windfall and then they slowly crawl it all back or claw it all back one k at a time (laughs) give me that hundo let's get it back in the ecosystem let's go we love tournaments are the greatest fucking racket we accidentally came across (laughs) in this industry like no nobody at the top was like you know what we need we need a pyramid scheme that everybody buys into and no one can actually beat (laughs) preach so
2: somehow you guys are somehow, oh, <laughs> man. Honestly,
0: this might have been
3: Doyle's good. Series time. You guys are bringing it uh, down you guys like are fucking really busy, bringing the mood down like I'm so excited the World Series is starting next week and like it's we're getting pumped up and yeah. Brookie's over here just fucking pissing all over my parade. Yeah, it's, oh, Jesus Christ.
0: do bad. Someone make me brace a bit. <laughs>
3: he's trying i see what he's
0: doing Someone made me he's doing. Brace of this, this <laughs> might have been doyle's greatest final gift to us man he started this whole goddamn racket he was like you know what mm-hmm. if we do a winner take all here <laughs> ain't nobody gonna fucking win that thing man <laughs> and then what will happen is tv will come in and we'll make it
1: huge
0: we'll give them trophies and accolades and media attention they'll be the heroes of the industry and you know what they'll do they'll come and sit in my fucking cash game
3: <laughs> what, if, what if that was his vision the whole time
0: i'm telling you man this be. guy wise beyond his years r.i.p yep. doyle i uh i saw the the tweet he put out from the grave it was amazing fucking incredible yeah, markup great. policing right <laughs> <Massive. laughs>
3: taking strays from doyle from the grave beyond the
0: grave this just, just wild such a great exchange i am yeah. sure it was todd i love todd so much for being able to to find a little humor in such tragedy uh but maybe just maybe it was actually a draft saved in doyle's tweets which would be so
2: fucking <laughs> right. incredible right, yeah so speaking of uh speaking of todd he opened the oh the night he game. opened the golden knights game yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was pretty cool did my horror. god did if nice. th-
1: that was like public information before the poker world would have smashed the knights
0: Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, I think that's my ultimate goal: is to die with enough funny drafts saved <laughs> that that whoever like gets a hold of my account just mass fire strays all over the place. You think Twitter I will be you. a thing? Uh, yeah, of when course. you uh, uh, it'll be something else, I'm sure. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not far away.
2: You're not. (laughs) It's a very sad
0: day. Didn't
3: you you just recommend a book on how to live longer?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You guys should all read it. Yeah, I think I might. I'd send it to my group of friends back home. Shout out to to the boys. I I know you guys are probably not listening. So Jace might be. So now I'm going to make fun of you. Gumpy,
1: skimpy. (laughs) Gumpy? Bumpy and... (laughs) Bumpy,
3: lumpy, and gumpy.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Only Skimpy has a nickname. Well Simmons, but his last name's Simon, so yeah. it's close enough. Uh I, I sent them the the Peter Tia Outlive book, which is phenomenal. Um we're gonna have TJ on later this week to talk about his uh his journey uh into personal training, into dieting, uh trying to help people get in shape for the World Series, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I want to talk to him about Outlive. Hopefully, he's read it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him up after to see if he, if he's listened to it at all. But uh, it made me. There, there was a very powerful point in the first chapter where, so Peter Teo was a doctor who then went into um, finance in Silicon Valley. Basically, was in charge of risk management, and then went back to practicing medicine thereafter with kind of this new approach of understanding like how critical risk is within the medicine. Uh, community and how much or how antiquated the system is to not care about risk factors but instead just treat the disease as it presents, right? So basically, the way he saw it is the vast majority of the patients that he would come in contact with that uh, had what he calls one of the four horseman diseases, which is heart disease, neurological disease, cancer, or diabetes. Um, it was too late, and they're all a byproduct of a slow death so these diseases take decades to kill you by the time you get treated and diagnosed though you're in your last stage and he was basically talking about all the preventative measures that's that's the the premise of the book and it immediately hit me where i'm just like all my best friends that i've known my entire life are married with kids smoking cigarettes drinking red bulls 50 pounds overweight eating goddamn junk food with the kids the chicken nuggets and all this other stuff and i was like i'm not gonna get through to them but if even one of them will take me up on reading this fucking book <laughs> hopefully it'll trigger something because like the first thing that came to mind is like jace is definitely pre-diabetic he's probably not diagnosed probably post-diabetic no i don't think no. No no, no 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 no. he would be having serious problems yeah um and it's like you know he probably doesn't know it because when was the last time you went to the fucking doctor right
3: you're asking me or him?
0: You. Me.
3: I was uh, there like two weeks ago. Okay, prior. <laughs> hmm?
0: Prior to that. Probably five months. Okay. I, I go to the doctor regularly. I, I, I have... That's long person. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> I, I have... I'm a,
3: all, of, all of your friends. I'm one of the healthier ones.
0: Maybe. Um, well, I mean, going to the doctor isn't really even that much of a, a congratulatory thing, right? Like, most practicing... Most general practitioners are, no offense, but like relatively useless. Yeah, they're not really interested in optimization. Same thing that like Atia was talking about. Like they're not really interested in preventative measures or optimization or anything like that. They're gonna see you. They're gonna look and they're gonna say, "Oh, your cholesterol's high or your uh, insulin levels are high. Uh, let's get you off of meat." And you're gonna be like, "What the fuck? Why meat?" Yeah. <laughs> right when it should be like you know let's get you off processed foods let's mm-hmm. get you off sugars right. whatever so i mean you know it, everything comes with a grain of salt um and, and you put on your meat right exactly and uh truly like the the medicine industry is so vast that whenever you're going through the schooling a lot of it is glossed over nutrition being one of the biggest ones um uh, we have a pt friend who plays pickleball with us and this isn't really that big of a deal. It's like not that much of an oversight, but it, it, it was jarring to me. Uh where we, we were having a discussion and he goes he goes, Well, uh carbohydrates are um three calories per gram. And I just wow. looked at him and I'm just Even like I know
3: that's not right.
0: I'm like, it's four. four. And he's like, is it? I'm like, Yeah.
3: That okay. like- is nine.
0: Come on, man! You're you're doctor adjacent here. We should we should know these things, right?
3: Carb, and carbs and protein are four, and that. then fat. And yeah,
1: you'd be surprised how much stuff just gets looked up. No, I know like, that's that's like what I'm they, saying. Just like everything's Googled, and they feel comfortable to translate.
0: Well, it's not even that. It's just that like he was like, we never took a nutrition course. Right? Like I only know yeah. that from reading something in passing. Yeah. Wait, a gram like was, of
2: fat is how many calories?
0: Nine. Um, and that was the point he was trying to make Is that you know fat is more caloric dense, calorically dense But uh, In any event like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that The optimization industry is Going to really blossom I think in the next 10 to 20 years Especially with the advent of AI Because I think that AI will advance Maybe this is a bit of a stretch But uh, My best guess is AI will force Advancements on medicine Right. Like we're just going to get more clinical once we have machines that are capable of doing what the doctor does, whether it's diagnostic medicine or uh, surgery, which we, you know, we already have a lot of robotics that, that can kind of go into that realm as yeah. is. Um, where I wonder, like, where the, the dirt meets the road, so to speak, is that's not very profitable for the industry. Right. Like a lot of the, the, Objection to to medicine now is that it's just pharmaceutical and it's treated uh, with band aids. So it's like if AI does push this advancement in, you know, maybe curing cancer or uh, at least finding uh, preventative care or ways to discover it much much earlier. Uh, how does that play with an industry that is heavily incentivized to just kind of market and sell right. drugs and solutions in a bottle? You know. Uh, so, I, I think that at some point this industry is going to reach a crux where something has to give. And I don't know if that would be government involvement, which I feel like our medicine industry is very different than most others. I, I don't, given that it's free healthcare in Canada, I imagine the pharmaceutical companies don't have nearly as much uh, of a heavy hand, I guess, in, no, you can, in medicine. Right.
3: That, that, well, that, they don't like price gouge. They don't do stuff like that where like they. We like there was always um, a debate whether we could like get pharmaceuticals from other countries or get you know or, or negotiate right. with other with other foreign countries just so just so the prices could. Well, be I know reduced. Mark Cuban
0: recently launched, uh, I believe, an online pharmacy of it's, some sort. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's like crazy the the price mm-hmm. differentials, but right. Um, and I know all of that's heavily rooted in uh, lobbying, and you know pharmaceutical companies having a lot of power in this Tons. in this space. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if the prices were to come down, does that then change the incentive of the entire medicine industry as a whole? Maybe right? Yeah. Like, are they incentivized to prevent now rather than treat? Right. And that seems to be uh, what the the crux of this book is. Very long tangent. Just give me a bracelet bet. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody listening? I'm out here worried about dying. I I need at least 35 to (laughs) 1.
1: How the fuck did we even get there? I mentioned the
0: book and then, yeah.
1: Yeah. By the way, you should just give your friends like a free roll of like 300 bucks to read it.
0: Yeah. You're right. I, you're right. I didn't incentivize them enough. Uh, I offered to pay for the book. That's That's not not enough. That's definitely not good enough. I I think you're right. I'm, and yeah, they're, they're definitely money motivated. Like if I put out, if I put out like 1K bounties of like, if you read this and pass a quiz. I will give you $1,000. I'll do that. At least half of them. (laughs) It's a group of six. At least half of them will read it. The problem is I think the half that will read it It are the half that don't need it. So, like, my friend Randy's a personal trainer. He'll read it. Mm-hmm. Right. Le he Mano, was, like, the
3: one that responded yeah, of like course. in the group. LaManna yeah.
0: will read it. And yeah. then Glenn is, like, 185 pounds of pure shred. Yeah. Like, he'll read it. It's like, no, you were the three that <laughs> yeah. this was not aimed at. John, 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 John Skippy, and, Skip Skip. and Jason, <laughs> <laughs> calling you fucking out. Read the goddamn book. Uh,
3: well, only one of them smoke, which is
0: good. No, John smokes.
3: No, John smoked his whole life.
0: He has two kids and one on the way, man. He's been fucking chain smoking yeah. when no one's looking the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poor guy. Oh, man. Shout out to John. Congratulations on the one on the way, big guy. That's right. I know that was unexpected. We <laughs> don't know that. <laughs> no, I do know that. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I guess let's get to the shit. Little happy accidents. Oh, man. There's so much <laughs> shits going on. There was a happy accident this weekend uh, in the PGA Tour championship. I'm not sure that was an accident. That was pure skill, man. Well, Clunk. I guess. So, I don't know. Do you guys know the actual backstory of how he got into the championship? I don't. Okay. But I don't either. Um, I was trying to figure out in my research, but everybody's heavily reporting on all the things that occurred. Yeah. Right. So there wasn't a lot of like backstories to go at the 15th.
1: The fairy tale story. moment what an absolute all right so
0: michael block is a 47 year old club pro who managed to not only get his way into the pga championship but gets paired up with rory mcelroy which in and of itself just like has to be an insane experience yeah then he aces the 15th on his final day and to top it all off he manages to get up and down for par on the 17th, which clinches him a tie for 15th place, guaranteeing him a spot in next week's...
1: No, to qualify for the 2024.
0: Yeah. For oh, year. okay. So, so I misread this article then. So
1: I wonder if that qualifies him also for the rest of 2023.
0: So what I read is that he receives a PGA Tour exemption, uh, which, yeah, I guess since this is the championship, the new season now begins next week.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well... That must be what, so I, I didn't understand what the exemption meant. I didn't know if it just meant one more event or if it meant the entire schedule of the PGA Tour next year.
1: Yeah, he won a 350K too, somebody just put it in there.
0: Oh, that's really? That's pretty sick. Yeah, that is and really sick. So that's like the
1: other sick part. Bro, he's part
0: probably making like 50 bucks an hour teaching golf lessons.
1: So that's the other sick part about this. Like, he immediately he's going to have paydays. Yeah. Like, every event, he's already, like... Oh, well, it's like, make the cut, right? Yeah, in, in, well, or is, it is. is that how it is? I, I, think, it I
0: think so. Like that, yeah. uh, I think some guys get appearance fees just for going. Okay. So, I think, like, Tiger in the past... Maybe Tiger's a bad example, but I, we used to play with a, a, a golf pro um, at Red Rock. I can't remember his name, but oh, he would yes. literally just go for the... Like, he would mm-hmm. never make the cut. He would just go to get his appearance fee. was like, five to 15000
2: Yeah. Shooter McGavin.
0: Not... Shooter McGavin, <laughs> shooter. By the way, one of the best Twitter follows oh, on the yeah. entire app. Mm-hmm. Shooter McGavin. This Absolutely. this guy is incredible. Um, I know this is going to get us demonetized, but I, I do want to watch his uh, his call it post game interview. Uh, very very heartfelt.
4: You said it yesterday that this was the best week of your life. What do you call it now? Thanks, Amanda. I appreciate you making me cry. Um, uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I'm living a dream. I'm making sure that I enjoy this moment. I've learned that after the, my 46 years of life, that uh, it's not going to get better than this. There's no way. No chance in hell. So uh, I'm going to enjoy this, and thank you. We have loved watching you soak in every moment, and the cherry on top was what Jim Nance called an all-time up and down. This par save right here, what did you see? I hadn't made very many putts today. I, I rolled it the same the last three days, and today, just for some reason, the ball was going to the lip, and uh, that one snuck over the lip. And it made my day, and Rory was awesome, man. Everyone was awesome, and uh, I can't thank everybody enough for being so cool to me. And cheers to the 29,000 uh, PJ Tour professionals, PGA professionals in the world. I uh, yeah, It's for you guys. We cannot wait to see you next year. No qualifying necessary. That par save locked you into a top 15 finish, which means we'll see you at Valhalla. <sighs> Music to my ears, my friend. Music to my ears. Thank you congratulations michael block you have been tremendous to watch all week
0: that's such a that's such a great sports story like um it's crazy because obviously golf requires a certain set of skills right but there are a lot of scratch golfers out there Mm -hmm. that that aren't making the fucking tour right they're they're never getting really a shot maybe maybe there aren't a lot i don't know how hard it is to be a scratch golfer but uh I personally know a handful of scratch golfers and like they're just out hustling the fucking Vegas courses. <laughs> so to get that opportunity at the age of forty seven nonetheless. Yeah.
3: Him and Drew Maggie are starting a podcast together.
0: Who's Drew Magie?
3: <laughs> the the guy the 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 guy was in the uh minors for so long and oh. then <laughs> yeah, funniest. Called, <laughs> yeah, it's called Dreams Dreams Do Come True. The Dreams Do Come True Podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, la, la, man, la, la, Manage, la Manage has got some ideas man we're about to start a media <laughs> <That's> uh, <good. laughs> you've heard of the athlete now you, you you got the only friends uh sports section you know right dreams do come true i love it
2: who in this room would be yeah. most likely to cry if they won a uh, if they won a bracelet
0: yeah, definitely. Lamea. Me. Uh, uh, definitely Conrad. Not you me. You guys are bugging The yeah. answer is definitely not me. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, it's definitely. I kind of figured it would it's, be. am about re- to re- cry re- at that yeah. guy's acceptance yeah. speech. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's different. Like, yeah, if I were in his shoes or, like, Drew Maggi's shoes, that would possibly make me cry. Because mm-hmm. you're accomplishing something that, like, was so close but so out of reach forever. Right, for so long, yeah. Bracelets, I, I mean, what, what I know that's mean? true of bracelets, but it also just, like, feels... So luck dependent, like I, I personally, winning a bracelet would not feel it's different now. 20 years ago, I would have felt the, like the most accomplished human being on the planet, but now I wouldn't feel like a sense of accomplishment over winning a bracelet. Now, I get it because it's a uh, I mean, it would it depends, right? If, if you put like
3: you put your full focus into like tournaments and the world series, and then you you know you play for so long, and then you, you bank one, yes. I think because because that but like if you're just playing and then just like you hit one it's like all right well, yeah i just mean you're 20 years lucky. ago
1: yeah. is by today
0: yeah i get that i understand that and this is what you're dedicated to and you know life hasn't smacked you down quite enough yet well but, but i guess from, <laughs> my, from like my standpoint it's like i have two thirds where i thought i played really well and didn't make a mistake to bust yeah right and one of them i had like 70 percent of the chips in play ten-handed seven-handed mm-hmm. and three-handed and then just like lost flips to bust. So it's like, if I win that bracelet right. instead, do I suddenly.
3: Wait, that's the thing. Like, with you winning a bracelet is not going to define your career. No, no, no. Of course not. It's, but it's, I, I know, guess what
0: I'm putting out is uh, like, for him, this accomplishment isn't luck based. Right. Right. For Maggie getting called up and that then actually one was getting. Low lucky, sure. Yeah. 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 Like him, him qualifying moving forward is luck nah, based. I know, I know. But like him getting on to the, to the championship round or whatever mm-hmm. was, was largely determined by skill uh and, and of course there's always gonna be a little bit of luck involved but the point is he didn't have to win the pga championship for his moment to be realized just like drew Maggie didn't have to hit a home run his first major league at bat and then stay up in order for his dream to be realized right. right like just that cup of coffee was enough yeah and he'll be able to hang up his cleats and say like job well done right in poker it's very different like we memorialize wsop bracelets but it's like you don't suddenly become an established pro because you win one, mm-hmm. and you don't suddenly... It's not necessarily a total reflection. When Jason won his first last year in the... Um, did he win the Heads Up last year, or was that two years ago? What did Dan Smith win his bracelet in last year? The Heads Up, right? Yes. Yeah, so back-to-back yeah. years, those... Maybe that wasn't Jason's first, but I thought it was. Uh, but like back-to-back years, those two win the Heads Up. And for Dan, at least, it was his first bracelet. I thought it might have been Jason's, but maybe not. Maybe it was his second or third. Uh, as well as, like, and winning the 250K last year for his first bracelet. Yeah. Those are all reflective of a long career of hard work, dedication to their craft. And it really is reminiscent of, like, what they're truly skillful at, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, if I go out and win a bracelet, sure, those, still, those things still hold true. At some point in my life, I was more dedicated to MTTs than I am now, and playing MTTs is still a reflection of playing poker, right? There's still an underlying skill set there, albeit it's a bit different as you're on varying stack sizes and you have to consider other things. But at the end of the day, it'll be a fleeting moment. It will just be another. Uh, it will be another bullet point on the resume.
1: I think you say that now, but like when, when the moment comes,
0: it's going to feel slightly different. Nah, I was there when Brent won his. And okay. that wasn't you winning yours. No, I know, but like <laughs> even at that point, uh, that was 2013, I think. Uh, no, no, 2011, I think. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't feel like any sort of jealousy or or anything like that. Mm, I did when Phildo made the final table of the main. That was different. <laughs> but that's feel. because it was Infinite Money, right? You shouldn't feel any jealousy. No. Well, you should if it's a if it's an achievement that means that much to you. This fucking cat, man.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. No, no. Like, no. like I, I think like your I can friends. tell you right now,
0: if my best friend got called up to the pirates, <laughs> I'd be fucking jealous. <laughs> I'd be wondering where my life went wrong. You know, <laughs> especially if like he didn't care. Yep. Like if Gumby just got fucking drafted, hated baseball, <laughs> yep. but through '93, you know they're just like, "Hey, you're pretty good at this." You're like, fine, I get. Like David Justice is yeah. is like the the most known case. Guy hated baseball, really. He just fucking hated baseball. I didn't he know loved that. basketball. But he was so good. He was a diehard basketball. Uh, like that was his passion. But obviously his talent was baseball. He just showed up and collected a check. <laughs> Guy fucking hated it. Just went to the World Series multiple times. Was a part of the rebuilding in, in the athletics organization when it, they uh, went it, through Moneyball. Oh, he was? Yeah. yeah. They, old they, old they, Man Justice, I Yeah, thing. it was oh, like his man. last season. They, uh, they, I think they, he had come from the Yankees at that point. Okay. Um, I think he was on the Yankees World Series team as well, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um, he may have been. I. No, I don't think yet. Yeah, course. maybe not. I, I oh, can't yeah.
0: remember, but he was a journeyman at that point. Yeah. Like he was a he was an integral part to a winning team. Like he fucking just got got it done. Yeah, and the does. guy hated the game. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. I you know, didn't know that. At if all. I were
0: his friend, I would just be like, "Fuck <laughs> you, man! <laughs> like go be good at something else." <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's why I don't take up golf. You know, what if I'm just fucking great?
2: Golf is great. <laughs> I love golf. What, what if, if I was just, just great, great and
0: I hate it? You know? Uh, I want to start playing golf more. I'm here to struggle with pickleball instead. Golf's fun. I want to start playing more. I don't. I, I really don't. I hear Landon's pretty sharp, though.
2: Yeah, people here,
0: say. Uh, he can swing the sticks. Yeah. So that's, Cor- the, ru- that's the rumor for him. Corey's around. good. Is he? Yeah. I see him hitting those. Uh, those foam balls in the backyard all the time <laughs> <laughs> might have to get you boys a putting green whenever I put in the uh, pickleball court. Wow. There you go.
2: Right, right. How's that going by the way, what's the timeline for the pickleball court?
0: We're getting quotes now. Uh, I have a rendering, but there are some things I want to change on it. So, um, I really hope to keep the whole thing under a hundred K, but I'm, the I'm airball
2: sure. benches are probably going to push that over. But yeah,
0: yeah. I haven't decided if, uh, if I'm just gonna get some like tweets written on like on the wall and stuff, like- yeah, in graffiti, <laughs> yeah, that would actually be kind of funny.
1: Went <laughs> <laughs> like from selling your house to making a fucking custom back- backyard to like.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was never really selling it. I know. I was just, uh, I was, I was looking for the highest bidder, much like this bracelet bet. So if you want to, <laughs> you want to bet against me here? Come on, DMs are open. Let's let's go um i guess we can get to the uh the clash of the tritons no, if you will not no? yet why not yet because i have a bone to pick okay oh, shit. oh boy we
1: cannot be doing no 0.08 m oh no
0: no oh. no yeah i'm with you man no. <laughs> uh, honestly i'm with you i don't know at what point i started saying k instead of grand uh but even that was hard
3: mm-hmm.
0: like i mean and i i still refuse to say uh, a 1.5k yeah 1.5 right. i don't, I don't, I don't, mind, mind. I don't no. mind that fuck you
1: but like for stuff like this like no. it's the final table make it look good you know make it look it's good. not even about
0: look it's just like nobody talks like that nobody says 0.4 million it's right. 400k. Yeah, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? What are the, we doing here? actually it's actually
3: 400 grand. The best part about it is like
1: 400k. You're not like in point zero whatever eight m um, is the same amount of character. <laughs> so
3: it's like, what are what, you doing?
1: What kind of conversion rate was that? What do, I'm just saying, like um, you just went from 400k to point zero eight because, million. You want to know why? Because I was thinking about the pitcher. of the first. <laughs> What the actual fuck? The, on the picture, it's .08m, and I was thinking oh, of that. It's definitely not .08. Was,
0: that would be 80,000.
1: Uh, point, point, yeah, whatever. Zero point 0.8, whatever. Um, but yeah, I was thinking of I bet you
0: really good at pot odds. I am. SPR, keeping track of the pot. Quick shit.
1: <laughs> but I have a photographic memory, so when I started looking at that and I was listening mm. to you, what you were saying last, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> did this oh yeah so um this was um canterbury somebody in canterbury did this sounds I like think. some
0: northern shit yeah it was some northern <laughs> shit take that
1: shit to canada and guess who won who this guy blake bohm he wins every oh, tournament yeah, I know him. there
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know him, know him, but I recognize the picture. He wins
1: every single tournament that. I feel that like casino. Canterbury's
0: churned out some pros over the years. That's in Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's really. Uh, I think young Chris K used to grind up there. Really? No, no, no. He was a Rhode Islander. Yeah, I know, but I think he went there when he was nineteen.
1: Okay, maybe.
0: I'm not positive, but I know. I th- I'm pretty sure they're under twenty one. Okay. Um. Again, not positive, but yeah. I think that that was, uh, that was where he grinded his early days.
1: It's so crazy to me, like, thinking about there are places that are under 21. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know that growing Like, I didn't get into poker a little bit after, but, like, yeah. It's, it seems like I've always been around places 21 outside of Florida. Well.
3: I think I'm going to start saying uh, I'll see you in .25 hours instead of 15 minutes.
0: I like that. I like that because people get mistaken for twenty five minutes, and then when I'm late, I have a baked in excuse. Uh, like, I can't help you. You didn't convert. Yeah. Make them do math so they
3: disguise as your tardiness.
0: Look, I I think that there are certain character flaws we all just have to accept if we're going to be friends. Yeah. And mine is that I will determine what time I need to be places, and right. not some arbitrary thing that you told me. Sometimes we like learn not to order. wait on you, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I think that's very, for, you know, for no, a while. We, it's we like just adjust. Yeah. <laughs> right. What would you not you for? You're going right. to order a bunch of food that I'm not going to eat.
3: I know, I mean. You know,
0: you don't need me there for that. Right. What do I need to see the menu? I'll take the water. Yeah. <laughs> Sparkling <laughs> if you have it. Hold the lemon. Uh, <laughs> I don't want any fucking flavor. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Bring me your meat and a big yes. su- salt shaker.
2: You don't need to like, salt the meat. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of tilting. Why? I've, I've seen, because we'll get meat here, or we'll have stuff for the Academy, and it's already seasoned. So And good, before yeah. you even taste it, you're already putting, like, salt and stuff on it. I'm like, no, why don't I, you taste I, it I, first? I've
3: brought, brought brisket here before, and let me tell you, there's a lot of fucking yeah, salt like, and seasoning it on the brisket. First. It's
0: out, Just man. Like, it it, it's in the juice. <laughs>
3: anything, it seeps it. It's, nah, it that jus
0: is, is salty as fuck. Mm. Man. It's basically saline. Yeah, You guys don't get it. Salt is a very necessary mineral that we, we need to yes. ingest. And it brings, right. it brings out the flavors in the meat. Listen, you, you, you know,
3: I have steaks salting in my fridge as we speak.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Right. You know what I would do once you serve it to me? That, that's a, that's put a, more a, salt. Well, put yeah, more salt. Fuck it, salt it.
3: Well, here's the, here's the thing, though, uh, which, which is, probably happens a lot. A uh, little tip for anybody you know, wants to make steaks. <laughs> You want to dry brine your steaks, right? So, so like when you just salt it and then throw it on the grill, well, just the outside is salty. The inside of the steak is not salty at all. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Brian. That's why. That's exactly. why. Exactly. But no, he's he is correct. Where he, you know, you put some more salt on, it and you want to people have finishing salt, or whatever. Oh
0: yeah, the right.
3: But yeah, a little salt bay. I fucking action. hate that guy. Right. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but he probably makes good steaks. Yeah, but probably what a way chode.
0: What a chode. But, right. but
3: anyways what you want to do is like 12 hours, 24 hours before salt, the steaks, then put them in the fridge and the salt penetrates the meat.
0: Mm,
2: So
3: then mm -hmm. the whole thing is salted all the way through. Right. Right. I'm here for that. That's a little tip for everyone. You know, who's really salty is
2: Jason Kuhn. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, a, oh, that was oh man! <laughs> oh man! All right, let's let's talk about it. Uh, the Clash of the Tritons, the Triton main event wrapped up today. Huge congratulations to my man Jason Kuhn. He, he won his second it. Triton ah, event. So good for this series. His seventh overall, which is a record, I believe.
3: It was. It was a record at six. I think.
0: Do you think he took will, it back? Do you six. think he will surpass? Do you think he'll win more Triton events than Phil Helmuth wins World Series events? Yes. Yeah. I think he, so too. Absolutely. Actually, actually though, I don't know, man.
1: What do you mean? He's is what, 18? Yeah, but and these things happen 4 times no, a year. No,
0: Helmuth had 16, but but
1: it's, it happens 4 times a year. Yeah, 4, four times a year. I don't know. And the, and the fields, fields are, fields are small. so much
0: smaller. He's got a second kid on the way. I don't know how much more he wants to keep doing this. He loves it, man. Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I don't think I don't think he wants to keep doing, doesn't doing
0: want to it. does to stop. Wants to stop playing. I don't know, man. I don't know. You get into that high roller lifestyle and, you know, you're living on the turn of a card for a majority of your life. And then suddenly you find your significant other is, I believe, his college sweetheart. They have two beautiful children, one beautiful child and one on the way. He's got everything he wants, man. Might be good at seven.
1: But he's just sharp. He just wants to play the game. Yeah. He he wants to play
0: a bigger game. Go out on top.
1: That's. A pretty fucking big game, hundred <laughs> k buying.
0: Yeah, but poker, <laughs> poker compared to like the other games available in life, is so small. You that, know that is kind of mm-hmm. true. Yeah. You know, like imagine we all just passed up on tech jobs and finance and you know all these other big industries where they dwarf us. Mm-hmm. The entry level money is more than the best of us can make. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But uh, yeah, him and podcast friend. Dan Smith, pickleball Dan, if you will. I, you know, uh, I, I got I to say something here. I like both of these guys a lot. I hate it when mom and dad fight.
2: <laughs> it makes
0: me uncomfortable. Uh, it makes me really uncomfortable. But, but I, I wasn't going to take sides, but the more I think about it, I got to take Dan's side.
1: I am. Wow. Awesome. Wait, Go
0: on. Wait, because it's not why you think. Okay. It's not why you think. Okay. Jason is an absolute beast right he's a crusher he's one of the best in the industry pickleball dan is just out here trying to have a good time with his recreation you know enjoying himself in a little 100k spending some of that pickleball sponsorship money (laughs) you know he's not a pro gambler so to speak he's out here fucking dinking on people
1: Yo, tell that to the fucking Triton commission that wouldn't let him sign up as a wreck
0: that's true that is true they don't
1: know that he's pickleball dan bro that
0: that is true he should have sold the pickleball dan angle a lot (laughs) a lot fucking harder
1: (laughs) he should have made a video of him playing pickleball like a full (laughs) that would be so
0: great that'd be so great like just a one shot where it's just getting like each stroke you know And then he turns to the camera and like, hi, I'm Pickleball Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you, may meet, you may know me from such prop as losing to a man with a frying pan. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm giving him a hard time. I truly do love Dan to death. Uh, uh, I, th- I was very uncomfortable watching this encounter between mm-hmm. the two of them. And, like, the thing is that I get it. Uh, are
3: they Are, they, are they friends <laughs> outside? And We've all like, known like, each other for yeah, so fucking that's what, that's long. they have been thought, playing right? together for the better yeah. part of a
0: decade. I, let's, let's, I get it from both sides. Yeah, let's roll the clip before we really dissect it.
2: Oh, Second, I think so. I'm allowed to ask for a moment. People can reject it, and I will say you're the only person this whole week who berated me.
3: Buddy, I had two VIPs, not one, but two come up to me and say
4: how awful it was playing with you because you berated them for having a conversation at a live poker table. If you wanna have that conversation
3: with them, that's fine, but you act like this is a one-time occurrence. You literally do this every time we're playing. Doesn't matter what the state, like it's obnoxious, man. You got five time banks, you got 20 bigs, you know what you're gonna do? Like, you know, it's just like, it's just obnoxious. This is what we do for a living, like learn how to operate. I think if you wanted to address that point, you could have said it in a much kinder way away from the table. Buddy, Um, you're out of line. You're the one who's out of line. You 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 literally do this
2: all the time. Let's get some drinks.
0: Of this whole encounter. He, he was so good. Um Well go ahead. tell them how it started because it didn't say show there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so basically well just roll the roll the one I edited. <laughs> <laughs> I kept all
2: that in. I, okay. It's and the last thing I uploaded. Gotta download it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um all right, so uh, in essence what what ends up happening, you, you can just not worry about it. Uh Dan just asked for the table talk to to kind of subside while he was making a decision. Um and the thing is is that I get it from both perspectives because the actual strategic decision that Dan had to make was rather trivial. Right? Like he had seventeen big blinds pocket nines after Steve limped the cutoff. Like he's just yeah. all it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh rather trivial decision. Yeah. And even if it's not trivial, um, he has plenty of time to arrive at the right conclusion. He has, you know, a minute and a half or something along those lines, depending on how long the time banks are.
2: I don't mean to cut you off, but it's up if you want to go to it.
0: No, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, So I I understand, like, everybody's point of view here. Uh, I, I think that the thing that's non trivial is the money at play. And I don't know. I don't know, like, how much the money factor matters, right? But I, from, my, from, from my perspective, as a third-party observer who knows both of these guys, um, I, I understand this interaction as the way that they see the game very differently, right? I've talked a fair amount of strategy with Jason, and... Probably more pickleball strategy than anything with Dan, <laughs> um, but just like knowing both of them and the way that they approach study in the game and every, like Jason is very, uh, very mechanical, very, very precise. Right, like he's put in endless hours of work to become a very technical player, and for him, I think a lot of these decisions just are relatively automatic. Mm-hmm. I get the impression that Dan is very studied, but also a lot more on the exploitative. Uh, spectrum and something weird happened right like steve-o limped the cutoff that's okay. that's definitely not going to be standard practice at a 100k final table mm-hmm. um so i think that like in this particular instance dan sees it through the lens of i want to get this decision absolutely correct every time that or, or, or this one specific time that i'm put in it mm-hmm. where jason sees it as uh, just another decision in a vacuum that you're going to make endless amounts of time and you just always choose the option that produces the highest EV in a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. Which is jam, right? Uh, so I, I think that that's where the frustrations boil, boil up from both of them. I, I think that uh, I understand both of their perspectives. LaManna and I were in this situation maybe 10 years ago or so. <laughs> we, were, we were at the Venetian and we were playing a 1020 game that um, Gabe Thayer had been putting on so he was the early version of the game runners word right word? uh for whatever reason and honestly he fit the profile so perfectly like he's literally every game runner i've ever come in contact with talks a big fucking game and plays zero goddamn hands mm-hmm. like that's that's gabe to a nutshell that's harrison that's doc sands that's everybody i've ever seen run a fucking game they just talk a whole lot well, and then they never play any fucking hands there Jeremy's the only exception, and it's why he's the goddamn best. Yep. Yep. He's the GOAT for a reason, because yeah. he is always putting himself on a razor's edge of being broke. It's
1: true.
0: But he has the best games, and, and that's a big reason why. So Gabe would get these like, 10, 20, 25, game, 25, 50 games running, often at the Venetian, and built around Jamie Gold. Okay. So this particular session, it was built around Bob Bright. So it was me, Brian, Bob, Gabe, a handful of other like 510 Venetian wrecks. We're playing 1020 uncapped. Relatively big game, but like not astronomical. It was just big for us at the time. Might have been like 2010, 2011, something like that. So Brian's in the three seat. I'm in the one. Uh, and a pot is happening. I don't even want to qualify it as a big pot. Okay. It's just a fucking pot. <laughs> and to be fair, the two seat is involved. Who's between us? Gotcha. Um, But he's involved with Gabe Or someone else who's completely Across the table And it's not the two seat who's making the decision It's whoever's across the table So Brian and myself are talking And Bob Bright I believe is uh, In like the four And he's also in the conversation And Gabe just like He might not even been in the hand It might have been like the two seat and somebody else And Gabe just like Yells at us like we're children Yeah (laughs) And I just look at him, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm 30. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what are, what are What is happening right now? He's like, there's a big pot going on. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a pot taking place. And yes, we're carrying on a conversation. <laughs> and perhaps that might be rude. But if it is, the man who is subjected to this yeah. is welcome to ask us to please give him a minute. Yeah. Right? So, like, I was super annoyed. That was his style. He was a big table captain, and, like, you know, he wanted to police the game and run it how he ran it. I didn't make any friends after that session, for sure. <laughs> um,
2: to be clear, it's it's the manner in which he told you. Is that is that what you had the biggest problem with? No. no it's just or a, just not, the, or just not, the not, fact that he had just the fact to, that he, Just the fact that somehow table
0: talk was so disruptive to another human being. Like, that's
1: not involved in the hand. Like even he's not, if, he's even not if involved. It were,
0: even if it were, like... The other day, I had a hand where I jammed River in a bomb pot for, like, 30,000 or so, and the, the pot was, like, 20. Uh, so it ends up being, like, an 80K pot. Pretty big for 100-100, sure. But the game was all pros at this point, and it was against, uh, I think, a Brazilian pro. Yeah. And he he's, like, in the tank, and he's like, guys, guys, like, uh, I think Stu, one of the game runners, and somebody else was, like, having a conversation uh, he's like, can, can you please just like give me a minute to think? Meanwhile, he's been in the tank for like three and a half minutes already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he turns off the music and then tanks for like another five minutes. And it's just like, I mean, fine. You know, whatever. I, I don't... I, I respect your, your need for this. Yeah. But like, like, what if there were four wrecks in the game and they were the ones chat? Like, this isn't going to fly kind of thing. You know what I mean? You just have to learn to make decisions under pressure. You don't get the, like... You know, create the environment that will allow you to perform the best. Yeah. That's just not the way, like, there's just no scenario where I could imagine being in the tank, needing to think, and asking somebody to be quiet. Now, I'm saying all that, like, making it seem like I'm really hard behind Jason in this situation, but I'm not, and for one very specific reason. What's that? This is a televised final table. Okay. I think he embarrassed Dan, and I don't think that's very fair. Yeah. Mm. Like, I very much felt for Dan in that moment. I thought he handled himself with complete and utter class. I think that he said all of the right things in order to kind of just like illustrate that this isn't the time or the place. Mm-hmm. And I can understand where to Jason, the cameras don't matter. He's on the stage a lot and him and Dan have been playing since pre-Black Friday. So I'm sure that this is something that's probably boiled over where, you know, he kind of mentioned that VIPs had said something to him. Apparently the VIP was Bosky. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> If that's true... <laughs> if that's true, that's so fucking hilarious. Uh, although, for what it's worth, like boski has been playing with those guys since pre-Black Friday as well. So, uh, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like it wasn't the right time or place. And I think it made a lot of people uncomfortable. Except Sean Winter, who found uh, the <laughs> opportunity to make it the most comedic thing to ever happen. <laughs> hey, what do you uh, say? So, the very next hand, Jason and Dan were still, like, chirping at each other. And Sean was under the gun. And he goes, GUYS! the shortest one and I have a decision to make. He has Jack three off. <laughs> <laughs> and he just mucks his hand. <laughs> to be fair Wait, did, did you... he say something about disqualification? Oh, uh, later uh, <laughs> Stevo told Jason to shut the fuck up and Jason was like, did you just tell me to shut the fuck up? He goes, yeah, I'm pissed off too. Like this matters to me a lot. Yada, yada, yada. And then uh, Sam Greenwood was like, I think that I think we should issue them all a disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Winter goes, if I hear one more STFU, then that's going to be DQs all around. <laughs> that's
1: so good. Uh, to be such, fair, Jason
2: Jason guy. is on the right side here, right? As as far as like rules go, um, no,
0: no
1: nothing, I think Dan is on the right side. That, no, I mean, I don't think I think Dan can ask for his moment. No, right, I think 100% can, Dan can ask for his moment, and I think he's well in within his right.
2: Okay, and, but what I'm talking about here is the actual rule. So. There's nothing to say that Jason can't just say, actually, no, I'm going to keep talking. I'm not breaking any rules.
0: I think most floor people... We're talking about etiquette, right? Yeah, but I think mm-hmm. most floor people will, um, will enforce etiquette in a very loose gentleman's agreement <laughs> type of way where they'll politely ask Jason to stop. And if he's like...
2: If he's being obnoxious and being really loud, that's one thing. But if he's what, just... It's
0: subjective, no, though. Yeah, it's just like... It just, it's please a, sl- it's give a slippery one slope to,
2: to, uh, to enforce, then.
0: Well, that's why I kind of painted the picture that I did where we we're playing in the cash game, where it's just like, uh, yeah, it's it's both non-enforceable and kind of just bad for the overall experience outside of the person that it directly affects in that moment, right? So it's like, you always want to be at the game that's too loud.
3: Yeah, always, always.
0: And there's there's been the fun a fun
3: table, right?
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of moments throughout my career where I can point to situations where I absolutely relished being in that environment and somebody else kind of poo-pooed the fun. Uh, my very first WSOP final table in 2011 was the uh, introduction of the shoe bomb by the Brits at the world series. So we were on the outer table. It was like two o'clock in the morning. We're still six handed. And it was me and Thomas Middleton who they called MIDI or hit the hole was his online name. So the Brit rail is behind them. My drunken American rail is behind me <coughs> and everybody's like 20 deep. So there's they're doing soccer chants like hit the hole, hit the hole, hit the hole while drinking beer out of a fucking shoe. <laughs> and my idiot belligerent friends are just screaming who knows what. <laughs> and it becomes this competition of who can be louder. It was to the point where you legitimately could not hear the dealer's action. And you know the other players at the final table were like, "Can we put an end to this? Like, this isn't a fun playing environment. Like, I need to be able to hear the bet sizings and things of that nature." And I understand where they were coming from, but from my perspective, it's like one, it's a visual game, and two, this is the greatest fucking environment I've ever been a part of. Yeah.
1: For some, from somebody that like creates this environment often, just like I'm fun, loud, mostly. Mostly I'm the loudest table in the room usually If I'm with a couple of good people
0: You stout and fucking teammate Could all go laugh in a corner somewhere And <laughs> we <when> not <all laughs> hear it A hundred miles away
1: So like I understand when, I've, People have asked me Can you give me a moment We have a decision Like and I understand and I like kind of like Whatever Just step back for a second
0: Well I think generally That'll always be the shir- the courtesy That will be mm-hmm. extended by the loud person mm-hmm. But I think in this particular instance Like Jason was kind of like At his wits end Because, uh, again, I haven't played with Dan in so fucking long, man. I I don't even know. So I don't know if this is, like, consistent behavior or or whatever. Um, But it appears that it was, like, you know, kind of at the forefront of Jason's mind. And it kind of triggered a response, Mm -hmm. right? I would imagine both would have wished it didn't happen in a public way like this. Because now we're talking about it. Yeah, of course. Right? If this just happens on a side table with no cameras around, it, it just, you know, it just happens. Dan probably doesn't feel nearly as called out or embarrassed about it. Uh, Jason probably didn't, wouldn't need to get so aggressive and, and belabor the point uh, on and on about it. And, you know, we would just move on with life. And Dan would probably still continue to request. And, you know, uh, some people would probably still be rubbed the wrong way by it. But the fact that it happened publicly now, um, it does carry a lot more weight, I think, in the sense that It's just so shitty for both, right? Because Jason comes off, like, hardcore aggro, and Dan kind of comes off as, like, put in a situation to be relatively embarrassed in front of his peers. Yeah. And I think that sucks for everybody involved, because I don't really think anyone's right or wrong. Like, I definitely don't... As much as I say, (laughs) like, uh, I was annoyed by um, Gabe when he did it to me, Mm -hmm. to Guapo's point, it it was mostly... It was mostly the tone, like the fact that it happened bothered me, but it was more so the way that it happened, right? Because I understand etiquette and I understand uh, that not everybody is me and not everybody's going to handle it the same way.
1: Well, I don't like it when, pe- when somebody does it that's not in the hand. Like yeah. that's happened to me before but, too. You know, it's like sometimes, the you sometimes
0: talk- a person in the hand won't speak up for himself. Uh, and, you know, Gabe might've sensed that. And, you know, maybe it was a VIP that he was protecting, like whatever. At the end of the day. Uh, we're all going to have our differences of of opinion Mm -hmm. and I don't think that there's a a particular right or wrong here that's why it's etiquette right and and not a hard fast rule Um, I think it becomes more of an issue whenever the actual encounter itself becomes intolerant or aggressive right Uh, we had this happen in Bobby's room maybe a year and a half ago it was one of the first times I got to play with Eric Persson Eric Persson we're throwing a fucking party Like, literally, actually, a literal party. It was someone's birthday, and Eric brought a cookie cake. (laughs) I think it was uh, one of the regs' birthdays. So, he and his wife bring a cookie cake (laughs) in. We're literally just having a blast, like, the loudest table in the room by far. We're playing 100, 200, and it's effectively playing like 400, 800. There's straddles, double straddles, blind raises. I got like 100,000 in preflop with tens and was good. Like, <laughs> just wild things going on. And there was a limit game going on behind us. It was, it was uh, one of the mixed games that was uh, orchestrated by David Gray at the time. And he was such a sourpuss about there being any fun. Like He demanded us to turn off the music at first. And that was before we even had gotten loud. So we turned the music off and then people get loud. And it's like, we're fucking gambling, you know? And uh, he just kept getting more and more and more irritated. It's like, why? What is so bothersome? You're, you're min betting the entire time that you're at this table. You know, you're, you're clicking min raises. You're calling <laughs> min bets. Like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of variance, man. Are you shocked? Like, is that what you're so upset about? Is that you're not winning today? You know, it, and it became one of those things where it's like, why are you dampening such a good game? There was a, well, he's not in the game. There was well over <laughs> a million dollars on the table and it was all in fucking play. Yeah. That's annoying. And you know, once like he threatened to get us kicked out of Bobby's room and once the floor came over and was like, listen, like, I don't want to have to do this, but these guys are longstanding, you know, customers here. Like we, we, we have to respect them. They're in this room too. Like yada, yada, yada. The game just died it just died so fast there wasn't another straddle there wasn't another pot over 40k like all of the all of the air was just sucked out of the fucking room and it's like man you just don't ever want to be in a gambling environment and have that be the case you don't want to sterilize it but to dan's point the game he was playing was not going to be a good one no it was seven of the best players in the world (laughs) right eight of the best players in the world whatever uh, there, there's no real edge to be had here by having a good time, so to yeah, speak.
3: Yeah, people are going to start splashing around because, right. <laughs> because uh, you know,
0: right. uh, they're having a good time. No,
3: it's not going to work that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. so I, I think that, I think, yeah, really this boils down to like time and place. Um, personally, as a friend of both, or at least somebody that I consider both to be acquaintances, I, I would have liked to have seen this handle off the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, i think that's what it really boils down to for me is that it's so easy in a situation where you're amongst peers that you can you you feel like you can speak to them the way that you would handle being spoken to and not recognize that it's uh disrespectful to the onlookers right so like i don't think jason meant to be disrespectful to dan
1: no i don't think he meant to be like come off bad
0: Right. I think right. he meant to be as aggressive as he was and I think he made I meant I think he meant to prove his point. Yeah. But my point is I don't think it occurred to him like how disrespectful this will look to the onlooker, right? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't recognize that these guys are peers and they play together all the time and you know there is a certain aspect of like policing the game and uh, they they just had a they had a public disagreement. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind Jason of unfortunate. He kind of
2: pushed the envelope a little bit. I mean, it, we didn't see it in that clip, but he kept going for a little while like
0: Yeah yeah he did, um but man, so much comedy came from it <laughs> um yeah I, I mean you know it it's whatever I, I don't I don't know, I've lost my temper a bunch uh in situations like that, and you you feel like you kind of keep getting egged on or your point isn't being heard uh, you kind of want to double down i'm not I'm not trying to apologize for jason like i again, I don't think either of them are right, I don't necessarily think either of them are super wrong, I think that uh, the unfortunate nature of it is that it was public. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean I think the other six at the table probably share a similar sentiment with both of them, right? I, I would imagine the table would just be straight divided as to whether or not like yeah. it's reasonable to be talking or reasonable to ask someone to not talk. Or maybe all of them think that it's just reasonable uh to to kind of like show a little deference and uh you know kind of let somebody off the hook whenever they have a decision but yeah. it it's it's really a non-story all things considered right. for how long we've been talking about I, it. i do think
3: i think it, it, it happened you majority of the case um it just works itself out right like a bunch of people are talking have a good time at the table and then someone all of a sudden a big pot creeps up and you know got you can see a guy's like has a tough decision and most of the time people are just like oh let's just let
0: him play the hand.
2: Yeah, and then, usually and then it kind, of, kind
3: happens, of dies down, the guy you know like plays his hand, makes his decision, and then and then they go on. To usually, the way it works out is that
0: a pot grows street over street, and then by the time you get to the river, the whole table kind of notices like, oh, uh, something right. big is happening. Yeah. yeah, right. Maybe we should chill. Right. Sure. Yeah, um yeah. And honestly, like <laughs> I didn't even think about it, but like the high stakes poker stream was very much like this. When I had aces on the river facing airball jam, I had fucking people. Beaking in every ear, you know, like yeah. Nick and Lynn are just like cackling in my left ear. Doug is like, you know, doing his thing in my right ear. Person's <laughs> yelling across the table. And I'm just, yeah. you know, whatever. Like You it, knew that was going to be the environment you were in. Right, but it also had right. zero fucking impact on my decision. Yeah. No. Right. It's just like my hand calls some of the time yeah. and I need to decide if I want it to be now or not. Right. Shouldn't have been. And that decision isn't going <laughs> to. Yeah, that decision isn't going to be affected by. Right anything going on in the environment other than trying to pick up a tell on nick maybe right um so it's like i i think a lot of this does boil down to the places where you need to show the most deference are to the people who have the least um let's call it the least pre-programmed strategy Mm -hmm. the people who are truly just like thinking in the moment Mm -hmm. uh and i don't know that that necessarily qualified for dan but this was a very unique spot where a guy limps the cutoff and you have a jam stack, right? It's yeah. like probably always jamming nines. Right. Can't imagine you're doing anything else, but what if he has like Jack 10 suited? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's I a mean, different spot now. Right, yeah, for sure.
3: And it's, I mean, very big situation, right? Final table, hundred K, a lot of money in the lot. Yeah, where, to, where did Dan to end up finishing?
1: Uh, fifth. He actually knocked him
3: out.
1: <laughs> of course. Tens versus A oh, that, versus tens, that's, that's
0: the last thing. Sean Deeb actually said the funniest thing I've ever seen him say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why people think Sean's funny. He's just not, but this was hilarious. Uh, so Dan tweeted Chigwick gets introduced at the final table as one of the best players of his generation. I get called an avid chess player. And he puts up a middle finger emoji and like, I know Dan's humor. He's definitely running a bit here yeah. and he's been doing it for three days. It's fucking hilarious. It is pretty good. And Ali like was very apologetic in his response. He's like, super sorry. Like I was just trying to switch it up and make you the grandmaster of poker, yada, yada, yada. And Dan goes, just busting balls. Much respect. You're great. And Deeb goes, are you sure? Because he's always talking when you're mid-hand. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, man. All right, deep, yep. You get the like for that one. He does.
1: Yo, shout out to our boy. Who? Our boy Fausto. Oh, oh yeah. Right, yes. My Fausto
0: shipped the bird. He, he did. did. My man Fausto out there grinding the LA streets won the California state poker championship i don't know if it was the main event it or not was nah, it, was it was a, a mystery, it was a yeah, mystery yeah. he got
3: some bounties yeah I he got he the trophy he, trophy. he got 20 some thousand maybe about
0: 25k yeah with the bounties good job uh, files though. former former academy attendee he's actually going to be here for the mtt academy Is oh, he's it? coming. yeah nice uh he's just good gonna to come and hang out see how things have changed since the last time he was here it's been a couple years yep yeah uh i think he's he's here for that and then he's here for the rest of the summer yeah so running away it's summertime hopefully that momentum carries through it is Mm. wsop time it is wsop time get your bracelet bets in anybody (laughs) wants to shoot me a dm (laughs) um the the current bid is 35 to 1 uh i'm willing to negotiate small but not not much because i do think it's a fair price
1: all right well snoop dogg paid for it so paid for what he, he paid for it oh free snoop he, he paid for a free snoop
0: all mm. right man well free snoop <laughs> doug free snoop dog, 4.99 <laughs> eden you got you got to cut these spaces earlier man you get a little bit too you get a little too lit once uh once midnight rolls around you know oh, turns God. into the to the grumpy old man eden rock stream <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back again tomorrow at noon Pacific. Uh, starting Wednesday, we are going to be late shifting night. to a late night pod because of the Academy. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be at 8 p.m. Uh, Thursday, as I mentioned, we'll be joined by TJ. I haven't learned how to pronounce his last name yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. We'll be talking all things fitness and nutrition then. And then next week. WSOP is here. So our new time will be 10.30 a.m. Pacific throughout the summer. Be sure to tune in. We're going to be giving you guys all of the highlights and the fun things that are going on behind the scenes at WSOP. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll see you all then. Peace.